0: friends. Welcome back to the Live to Give podcast. My name is Evan and I am one of the hosts here. I am joined with my co-hosts, Courtney and Nate. How are you
1: guys? I'm okay. I'm doing okay now that Jacob's gone. Yeah. Just okay? (laughs) Well, he had a a large voice on the podcast. He did.
2: He did. We have some big shoes to fill today. I feel like we we can do do it. We
0: do. Like size 10s. Yeah. Yeah. I I was thinking nine and a half. Oh, nine. nine, Somewhere somewhere in there. there. Yeah.
2: Those are... Big shoes.
0: Well, what's funny, being that we're not a video podcast, is yes. our listeners don't know he's actually in the room with us. <laughs> You'll hear his laugh in the background, probably. <laughs> but since he he is uh, leaving Faith Church, he uh, um, you won't be hearing him on the podcast, but he is helping us produce this one today, mm-hmm. so yes. uh, it is kind of fun to tease about it a little bit. He says, no, it's not fun. Uh, <laughs> he's but, wrong. <laughs> yeah. He is, but it is. Uh, yeah, it's a gloomy day. It's not a great day. Um, mm-hmm. It's uh, just kind of gross out. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, we like to I, begin by talking about weather a lot because yeah. it's an easy intro. Sure. Yeah, and
1: we do these in advance. So as of right now. We're like anticipating spring and it's oh. not even close because we have a winter weather advisory today.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it was 55 <laughs> it it all, the last yeah. like two days and now we're like 27 tomorrow. It's I, Michigan. It's, I, why do I live here? Yes. That's what I want to know. Yeah. Uh,
0: the wind. Yeah. The wind was terrible like yesterday and last so night. So bad. Yeah. I'm not joking. Three times yesterday, I thought someone was breaking into my house. Oh. I am not joking. <laughs> I got up and went looking around. I'm like, "What is? God? Someone's <laughs> out there." Uh, I mean, granted, we have crowbar marks on the back of our oh, door, so yeah. like uh, that wind is rough. Door. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so like, one time Evan got has mad, tried to get into our took house a
1: crowbar door. to the back of his door. <laughs> <Who>? <laughs> Just kidding. I was saying you did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Trying to open the door. I confused one night. Uh, uh,
0: but so, anyways, yeah, I had reason to believe someone was breaking into our house, but it was just the wind.
2: It you know? was crazy. Yeah, we uh, I took my daughter yesterday, she had a half day at school, and so I took her to a ramen place, uh, oh. uh in East Lansing and
0: Sapporo. Uh, yes, shout yes, shout out Sapporo, they're shout one of the sponsors yeah. of the podcast. They are, they are, or they could be if they listen
1: if, to they, this. if they wanted to be. They, they could the, be, they have a cold ramen that I love. Yeah, I, love
2: I couldn't quite pull Sapporo. the trigger on that.
1: You should try it. Somehow. Yeah. It's so good. But you do,
2: also yeah, like mush.
1: Time, I do yeah. every time. I'm yeah, not. That's favorite. Uh, All the flavors and it being cold, it's chilled.
2: I'm not sure how I feel about that. It's like soup chilled. Yeah. Wow. I don't know.
1: Think out of the box, guys. Yeah. Well, hey. And that restaurant is
2: maybe someday though, so. yeah, yeah yeah so it blew so, away is that so what yeah saying? it's oh, no man. longer in existence so they were our sponsor man the wind got him <laughs> no. that uh, wind was strong so i took my daughter because she's been really wanting to try real japanese ramen that's been that's her awesome. like thing she wants the real deal so took her and we were you know you had to park like two blocks away mm-hmm. so we we're walking and it was trash day apparently like on campus yep. there was trash everywhere because every single bin had been knocked over from the wind (laughs) and elena is just like why is it so filthy why is it like (laughs) she could not understand i was like okay it's not normally this nasty (laughs) so
0: So, yeah it's crazy well hopefully sapporo is still standing yes Yes. yeah Uh, still there
2: at least when i left it was still there so yeah yeah
0: Well, let's uh, get into today's topic. Uh, We said that the kind of theme for this season uh, for the Live to Give podcast is that a co-host will be bringing a certain topic to the table each time we we sit here and talk. And so uh, we also said like a lot of times it's going to get pushy at times. We're going to push the boundaries a bit. We want to talk about things in ways that maybe you haven't heard it talked about. Uh, but have thought yourself. We want to be as honest and vulnerable with these topics as possible um, and just have honest conversations uh, while also just having fun. That's just in our personality, too. We love to laugh. So, yeah, we might make light of situations mm. at times, too. Mm-hmm. Comedy's yes. okay. Yes. That's just part of it. And if, you know, you don't like it, then be gone. You know? <laughs> so, one listener, please stick kids. with us. <laughs>
1: We have seven <laughs> now. You're going to get it down to six? Come on. We were finally getting momentum. Yeah. <laughs> we had momentum here.
0: <laughs> Anyways, so today, uh, man, the, the topic I wanted to bring up, the thing that I was thinking about uh, was our experience, our personal experiences with uh, what what could be called family life ministry. It's an umbrella uh, term that gets thrown around, but basically it's like birth through high school. You growing up in the church, uh, or maybe you didn't grow up in the church, or you missed out on some of that. What was that time like for you? Um, so so I'll start us off uh, just briefly and just say I grew up in a church down in Sturgis, uh, Michigan. Grew up in a Wesleyan church, so Faith Church were a Wesleyan church here, and so I grew up within that denomination. And uh, my quick experience with Sunday school is I hated it. Yeah. Why'd you hate it? Hated it. Oh, quick fun tip, though, Ooh. just for our listeners. Nate and I, we grew up together. Yeah. Uh, we didn't really mm-hmm. become friends until we were like adults, uh, but we we went to the same uh, um, church and stuff. So like we knew who each other were. And so uh, some of our experiences. Did
2: you not like each cross. other? Is that why you weren't friends till later?
0: He had a beard the way he did all oh. the way through elementary Starting school. In, oh, yeah, that I makes guess. sense. That
1: was, like came a, out of the womb with a, a beard. third grade. He oh wow, I was gonna say like third grade, but <laughs> yeah. no, right I wow. Then, Even... When I was younger, they
0: called me the Billy Goat. Oh yeah, with the beard. Every yeah. time I saw him in the hallways, I'd just be like, "Hey, sir." <laughs> like, <laughs> he was nine. I'd be like, "Sir, sir." <laughs> <laughs> no, no, uh, no he, he's uh, a handful of years older than me, so our paths just didn't cross too much uh, growing up. Um, but yeah, we went to Cornerstone together, and that's mm-hmm. when we became real close. But anyways, um, I hated. Sunday school at our church mm-hmm. hated, hated your teacher. it didn't even know them because so uh, I grew up extremely introverted. I'm still very introverted. The only act times I get extroverted is when I, you know, become a reckless Enneagram 7. Mm, uh When I'm best. unhealthy. When, uh, when, <laughs> when uh, yeah, it's rare that I become a class clown, but usually it's because I'm in an unhealthy point. But anyways, uh, so <laughs> growing up, I was, I didn't want to leave my parents, uh, but they would force me. So I'd go into my brother, my older brother's classroom, four years older than me. And I would sit with him in these like accordion wall classrooms Mm -hmm. in this like back area of our church. And uh, um, I would just sit there next to him. And it was literally just a row of chairs and a lesson that I can remember. That's just my experience. I'm sure I'm off because I was a kid misremembering things, but I hated Mm -hmm. it. I literally would have rather go and sit with my parents in church than go to Sunday school. It was rough.
2: Was your Sunday school like during service? Like, yes. so the adults were still upstairs and you were, okay. I think
0: we did a little bit of like both. I remember at one point that we did do like between mm-hmm. service classes okay. type thing. And my parents would send me or try to send me for those things. Um, but we did do like during service classes too. Cause I remember I would go and sit with my mom, but my uh, older brother and sister, they would be doing their own thing in classes. Oh, okay. I just refused to do those things. Mm.
1: Um Yeah. Yeah, and I was very similar. I grew up in the same spot. Uh, I uh, little different approach. I looked at it as a system. How do I get out of it? So mm. we had our uh, Sunday school superintendent was Larry Good. He was a, a larger man, and I think he battled. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I think he battled sleep apnea because mm. he would fall asleep in service, oh. and I so badly. So badly wanted to scare him or goose him. <laughs> <laughs> so badly, just one time I just take that, Larry. You know, but uh, so badly. But I would hide from him in the bathrooms. So I mm. found out you could shut the stall door, stand oh. on the oh, toilet. Oh yeah, nobody and hide knows. From Larry, you could hear him breathing. Like he was just a <laughs> oh. loud breather. And so when he'd come by, you would just like, oh, hide from Larry. You know, Larry so you're Darth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was uh it was, yeah, I tried everything I could to avoid things, and I had a larger family, so we knew everybody, oh, yeah, so I got to know people they liked me, and then I would be gone, <laughs> yeah, you' <laughs> <Like>, at <throughout laughs> the system and like, yeah, where Nate it go it wasn't yeah, the yeah. best.
0: Uh, child, the Barnell clan makes up about fifty percent of that church. We it grew did at one point. Oh yeah. wow! So yeah, everybody uh, knew everybody for you guys. For we related sure. to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, you um, had to respect everybody because they could spank you. Ooh. Oh yeah, yeah. And, and we, if
1: th- my parents would hear about it, then I would get spanked again. You <laughs> know, so <laughs> <laughs> my dad used the belt. Ooh, a that'll be marked. Yeah.
0: yeah. So did you you avoided Sunday school as well, or yes. did you your parents force you to go? No, to Sunday
1: class? school is not fun at all. I remember I. Could couldn't wait to get into like youth group yeah Mm. and just see that they could actually play basketball oh Uh, yeah we the balls were put up i remember that they were like it was holy ground to have balls out Mm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. it was not the Sundays, not made for that so like you dreamed about let's play (laughs) basketball (laughs) (laughs) let's play dodgeball and you couldn't on sunday school sunday school was so boring and if there's anything boring for me yeah count me out
3: yeah
0: well, at least in our experience, I want to ask you in a second, Courtney, uh, it was it was truly modeled after school. Yes. Right? That's why it's oh, called Sunday yeah. School. So, Extension like, it was it. not fun. It was just pure just teaching. You sit still. You obey. You listen to these. Like, oh, it was so. Did you do so cool.
1: CYC as well? No. So, Wednesday was CYC time. I don't remember what it stood for, but you had a sash. Like, you would get a sash oh. that you wore, and you get buttons and yeah. all of those you had earned towards the John Wesley Award. And it was a big old <laughs> plaque. Is that so like a Wesleyan Owana? Uh, yeah, kind so. of early. Yeah. Okay. It was CYC when I was through it. So I worked, actually, my mom probably did a lot of the awards. So I'd get the pins. I remember. I was one of three people that got the John Wesley plaque. Yeah. So, wow. uh, so, yeah. So, you become John like, Wesley. Like, that's your goal? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. You, wow. you want to be like that man. That's incredible. And nobody's done research on him yet, you know? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> that's, uh, Google John Wesley. Well. No. <laughs> nope. He wasn't a scholar person <laughs> he at all. Was... Nope. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah, so that was kind of like my, so like Wednesdays also backed up Sunday school because all of the CYC teachers were Sunday school teachers so i got to see yeah so was, it was that more fun or was yeah. it more
0: just classroom sit still
1: stuff CYC at least had games so you like that kept me involved and there was okay. more kids it felt like there was a lot more kids because it was a Wednesday night thing. Yeah. And then my mom had choir. So I got to stay after when she had choir to play basketball. Oh. And that was all I cared about. Yeah, so. that's all you did. And you forced some energy out. Did you feel forced
0: to go? Or Absolutely. Did you love to go? No, anytime okay. so that the, thing yeah. we were forced to
1: do. Anytime the doors were open, we were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, all the time. So. Yeah. What about you? Courtney? I was
0: very How similar was your to
2: that. School, like, so my Sunday school. I grew up in a church, a small church in Hudsonville, uh, and
1: Hudsonville, Indiana. Uh,
2: yep. Michigan. Okay, uh, that's not the, where they make the ice cream, though. It's that's near Hudsonville, it.
0: Hudsonville, North Dakota. Mm. Where the ice cream. Comes. That's good. Fun yeah. fact:
2: the Hudsonville, Michigan, has never made the ice cream. It's always been outside of Hudsonville. I don't know why they named it Hudsonville Ice Cream. That's lame. I know, right? It's now I'm made protesting. in Holland. It used to be made in Burnups. Small little farm town,
0: Charlotte, oh, yeah or Charlotte. Yeah, my brother was a pastor over there. Really? Yeah, that's and, uh, interesting. Um, Burnups Wesleyan. Yeah, now life change. Yeah. yeah, I
2: interviewed for a job there. Well, John did, and then they wanted me. It was weird. uh <laughs> That's a whole <laughs> side story. <laughs> that's <was> a fun <laughs> thing. <laughs> I know that. that. <laughs> yeah, you could, you could have worked with. My that would have been really funny, that, actually. Yeah. That would have been like twelve years ago, thirteen years yeah. ago.
0: Yeah, so it might have been for his job. He was the children's pastor there for yeah. a few years. And oh, then, that's uh, funny. He became kind of like a family life and teaching pastor there. So, yeah. The my pastor.
2: sister-in-law grew up going there, and her parents still go there. Oh, yeah. They I'm would sure totally know mother, him. Yeah. That's small world. Anyway, they like ice cream. They did. They did. He
0: did that big barn yeah, thing. Yeah, that's, that's the where they wanted us story. to live. Yeah. That's where he lived. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Small world.
2: Small world. Cool. Fun. But here Anyways. I am today. Anyway, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> <Fun Hudsonville. facts. laughs> Ice cream. No kidding. Uh, yeah. So I grew up a small church in Hudsonville. When I was younger, I think the church was maybe around 100 people. Uh, by the time I was in like high school, we were at like 50. Uh, so we're talking small church world. Um, our Sunday school we actually had like Sunday school hour. So like, I don't remember the times exactly, but let's say it was like nine o'clock. Everybody just went to Sunday school class. That's not what service. you did, this not service. Okay. So then you sat in service, like during service. Um, so yeah, but Sunday school i didn't, i never hated it. I feel a little weird now that you guys are like, "Oh, please I don't, was, don't jump good. on us!" Yeah, I know, it's right? So, weird. so Gosh, I remember. I, I, yeah. I remember when I was like young, young. So whatever that first age group—I'm going to botch stat, like actual facts here. But when I was like in the younger years, so I would guess probably like four years old to kindergarten age somewhere in there i had a teacher her name was mrs dewitt uh and i remember sitting on like carpet squares and like doing games and activities and like it was more interactive like i don't remember it being like we didn't have like oh you sit at this table it wasn't a school structure like it was actually it was not a huge room but it was
1: we got put in dungeons yeah (laughs) no
2: we didn't have accordion walls we didn't have like yeah and then when i got into elementary my mom was my teacher uh, which
1: How'd that go? That was
2: that was something. Uh, but we did the the hands on <laughs> curriculum, which my mom was a teacher though. She was a special ed teacher my yeah. whole life. Like so, she actually like knew what she was doing and kept yeah. things moving. Um, and so we did a curriculum called hands on curriculum that involved a lot of like trinkets and a lot of like actual hands-on. Uh, so that we part. We used
0: hands-off curriculum, yeah. I yes. think is what it was yeah. called. Yeah, that sounds Strict. horrible. No fun curriculum, yeah. that's how I think what it's
2: called. Yeah, ours was like toys. Like, But we did a lot of like incentives too, like sticker charts. And like, if you come in, you say your verse, you do this. If you bring your Bible, you get a sticker. And I like, that is a motivator for me. Uh, mm-hmm. If I could see that, I was like, yes, mm-hmm. I will now win. Um so yeah, and I was forced to go cuz it was very similar to like what you were saying, Nate. Like anytime the church doors were open, we yeah. were there. Yes. Uh always. But I don't know. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it either. Like it was just kind of part of my life growing up.
0: Did you feel forced or did you feel like you chose to do it?
2: I don't remember feeling either way, to yeah. be honest, because it just was what it was. What it was. Yeah. Like yeah. I remember when I was in maybe like probably sixth grade-ish, somewhere in there, fifth grade, uh, somebody asked me, because that was back when Sunday night church was still a thing, uh, and I was at my friend's house, and the parent asked me, because I was like, oh, I have to go, we have to go to church. And they're like, you go to church on Sunday nights? Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah. And they were like, oh, that's so weird. Like, what? You go in mornings and then you go nights too? That's a lot of church, isn't it? And I remember at that moment being like, oh, it is kind of weird. <laughs> But, like, I had no clue. I knew nothing, nothing different. different yeah. yeah. So, I think that was a little bit with Sunday school, too. It wasn't like yeah. I was forced. It was just this, like, okay. The worst part was my mom would make me wear dresses.
3: <laughs> me I would too. crawl me under.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would crawl under my bed. That's I have memories of that. My mom yeah. pulling me out from under my bed to make me wear. <laughs> will wear a dress. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You will wear that dress. Yeah.
0: That's nothing to do with Sunday school. But,
2: anyway, yeah, that was mine.
0: Uh, one thing I, I picked up hearing you share, you shared about Mrs. Dewitt. Mm-hmm. You said that was her name. Uh, that you like had a, a Sunday school teacher that like stood out to you in a good way, right? Yeah. Like she was a, a good teacher for you. Nate, did you have one? Yes, I had a
1: couple. There was actually, I remember a moment when I was a kid. I went into adult Sunday school, and uh, there was a, a communicator there that really impacted me, uh, Dennis Hypel.
3: Yeah,
1: he would the way he would tell stories were captivating, mm. and when he would tell a story, he was used to be a youth pastor. And uh, but I didn't know that I didn't know much about him other than he was a family that was friends with my family. And so when he would teach, it really got my attention. I just loved the way he would craft stories and the way he'd tell get into a story. It's Like, why can't things be more like that? Mm. <laughs> that really captivated my thinking. But there's another person, uh, Karen Penn. I remember getting into her Sunday school or she did a lot. The way she would pray for people and the way she would care for people really stood out to me, yeah, I connected with her greatly just because of her heart and like she just she was easy to love, and she made it it was more like a relationship. I actually got to know her, and i I really liked her, and she was just awesome, and she cared for a lot of people, so that was really neat. that was a good experience. It was more people experience for me, and seeing who the teachers are and kind of understanding that,
0: but it was few and far between yeah. <laughs> I had one that I can remember all the others, literally like, so again, Nate and I, same church, I, the people you're naming, like I know them and appreciate them. And, and some, I even like, yeah, I remember them in, in, uh, in youth group, but not Sunday school, but the one Sunday school teacher I can remember and, and loving who even throughout the years stayed with me. Her name was, uh, Pandy day Oh Pandy, yeah. for, for years. She, she like would continue to ask me how I was doing even after I dropped out of Sunday school and stuff. She would find me in church and like ask me how I was doing. She always maintained that relationship with me even though I wasn't in any of the classes and stuff. Mm So that was always a a special thing that always uh, stuck with me for years. So yeah, that's cool. I like that. I
2: just had a thought. Were your Sunday school teachers like every week people? Like was it the same teacher every
0: week? I wouldn't week? know. <laughs> you wouldn't know. <laughs> go enough to remember that? Yeah, it's a long time ago.
2: Okay, I was just curious. Like, or like the ones that stood out to you? Are they? Every week.
0: I do think Pandy, unique name by the way. Yeah, right? I know. Was I was it like, wait. For so, having, so I love the know? days. I actually were over at their house
1: uh, almost every day in the summer because they had the only basketball hoop in the whole neighborhood that was nice. adjustable, oh, and so they let us play. So we played yeah. dunk ball at
0: their house. Yeah. It was
1: awesome. So, yeah, Pandy was
0: incredible. Do you know? Is that short for anything? Pandy? Pandora. Yeah, Pandora. I I don't (laughs) don't know. know. I didn't ever know her well enough to know that. Pandy's box. Yeah. um, Yeah. I I do think, like, trying to to rack my brain, I do think Pandy was like some director of sorts. Uh. Like, I think she might have oversaw like a. Like the the preschool age director type thing, like okay. a younger age, I think. But I so she probably was an every week type person. Um, I feel like some of that is more common back in the day, yeah. or in more traditional style churches. Mm-hmm. Like my my in laws, they do Sunday school and have for years, and they're like every week in their church. Yeah. I, I don't think that's as common today. But do mm-hmm. what do you, no, what do, you do? You remember that
1: at all, Nate? I don't. I remember more. When we get into it, like more youth group time, yeah, yeah. with what we would call sponsors. Adult yeah. leaders is what we call them today, but more sponsors, what they were called back in the day. And I loved getting to know them. That was more of a relational piece that stuck out to me much more than Sunday school because it was hmm. more like a school setting.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: It was just more like, how do you beat the system? <laughs> <Am> in my thinking. <laughs> yes. that? no, that's yeah. Fair. yeah, this is confining. So yeah. I didn't really, I, there's not a, a lot of memories until later getting to know them in different ways too. What about you?
2: Yeah, I was just, uh, what made me think of that was this Mrs. DeWitt, like, because she stayed at my church well after I was out of her class, and I wasn't, like, super tight with her after that, but I just remember in the moment really liking her when I was really little, but I think it was because she was every week, Mm -hmm. like, there was just that, like, oh, here she is, she's present, and, like, the class was fun enough, you know, like, I don't know, that was just a thought, I was like, yeah, I think there was that consistency for me that was like, okay, this is what we do, and this is who I have, and I didn't despise her, (laughs) so that was a win. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Anybody do a cantata when they were a kid? No. I was in several cantatas.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was as uninvolved as a kid can get. So oh, really? <laughs> you know, I, didn't know, I didn't even know our church did it, Nate. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> so every year, we actually had we did it every real year. animals. and yeah, I was Wow. All, wow. I had to be a part of it, yeah. Holy you cow. mean the play? Is that what a cantata is? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, musical. yeah. Okay. No, <laughs> I was never in it. My brother-in-law uh, was Jesus one year. Oh. I remember that. But um, Yeah, I I was never in it. They were violent plays, though the one we did, oh, man, yeah. hammering Jesus yeah. up to the cross. Wow, like it was it was the full shebang in intense, our little church. Huh? It was intense. actual blood. No, <laughs> 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 if they missed. Yeah, it's
1: the real deal.
2: Uh, yeah, we didn't really do cantatas, but we did like Christmas like productions or whatever for the kids and stuff. But I remember one year, I don't remember why, but uh, I was Zacchaeus for the Christmas play. Wow, I don't know why. And it was, like, I was up in this, like, little ferny tree with a pillow in my belly because the song was, like, uh, that Zacchaeus is short and fat and not too pretty. Like, that's <laughs> literally the lyrics of the song. Uh, and, yeah, like, I was always the, like, lead singer for all the Christmas stuff, which is really funny because there's word on the street that I'm tone deaf. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, that was also, again, small church. We're talking, like, Sunday school classes were literally two to three kids. Mm -hmm. maybe five to six on like a booming day so when you're doing a production or a play or whatever you're pulling from like preschool all the way to high school Mm -hmm. maybe a total of 12 kids that you're choosing from so i mean i'll say i am a phenomenal singer but (laughs)
0: yes (laughs) let me uh throw this broad question out there answer it however you want to but um as far as Sunday school went, was there anything you guys had to deconstruct coming out of those years? Um, so for instance, for me, I remember a lot of the random stories I either picked up from what little time I was in, um, uh, Sunday school or what my parents taught me at home, uh, during those formative years, uh, stuff like that. Biblically, a lot of the stories were just off. Like it wasn't the full picture as if they were trying to hide things or shield things from me from different like stories of the Bible. Just maybe how gruesome somewhere and and not that like a four year old needs to know what the flood really (laughs) happened with the flood. It wasn't some, you know, beautiful like here's all the animals like, but it was stuff like that where I was like, oh, like. We do so much shielding of Scripture with children because sometimes we're afraid to enter into those conversations with them at younger years and stuff. But the problem was, for me, we never entered into the muddier parts of Scripture ever, even as a family talking about it. We avoided those difficult realities of Scripture Always. And so for me, when I became an adult and started reading scripture for myself, I had to wrestle through a lot of like, well, hold up. Who is this God? Like, hold up. Like I had to do a lot of deconstructing around that because I felt like I wasn't taught full truth at times Hmm. and was like shielded from scripture even at times. And so for me, that was a disservice because it felt like as I got older, read it for myself, I was like, why did people hide these? from me? Why yeah. am I just now realizing this part of that story, that type stuff? And so it was like a culture shock at first for me, but that was an area that I had to work through from Sunday school or lack of Sunday school or what my, my mm-hmm. parents taught me. How about you guys?
2: Yeah, that's interesting. I hadn't really thought through that part as much as like the stories pieces being left out, but I remember like, I mean, David and Goliath, like David killed Goliath. And that's the end of the story. Yeah. He cut his head off and pranced around with it like that's the rest of the story (laughs) like and i learned that when i was like in college or something you know where i was like wait what like there's more to this but with his head i know
1: (laughs) i still didn't know that yeah that's real i'm just kidding guys (laughs) okay look it up (laughs) they all looked at me it's it's in the message uh
2: (laughs) (laughs) so but I also had a brother that was four years older than me so we would literally so remember we had to sit in service like we didn't have Sunday school during regular service so like I remember my brother like writing me a note and just telling me it would be just like random passages of the Bible and it would be like the most gruesome ridiculous <laughs> ones like I remember the one, first time I learned about Ehud which was like a judge that like had a dagger went in the guy's belly and like the fat engulfed the dagger oh, yeah. uh, the, the what? Uh, yeah uh, <laughs> the little mini sword uh yeah <laughs> I have a problem saying my A G words and they love to mock me for this. Da- dagger. There you go. Thank you. you go. Uh so yeah, like I remember like reading this while well, the pastor's preaching about something completely different. And I'm just like Ooh, what? What? Like giggling, and my brother just dying next to me. So I had a little bit of that, at least, to yeah. help with my deconstruction. Yeah, I'm certainly not
0: advocating for. Hey, make sure you include yeah. the beheading part of this. I know, but, I know. Yeah. Yeah. It was still just never got never to addressing about, it. And that yeah, that caused some issues. Yeah, yeah. So you had to work through some of that. So, <laughs> yeah. No. Mine for
2: deconstructing was even more of like Sunday school piece. Was that it, like I said? It was like we had the reward charts and all this stuff. For me, it was all about, like, do I know the Bible stories? Mm. It wasn't about applying it at all. Uh, it was all about, do you know it and do you know the verses? It, like, is about doing and, like, yeah. doing check marks, basically. It wasn't personal to me at all, really. Like, it was just kind of like, oh, yeah, I know that story. I know that story. I know that story. Like, I was that annoying kid that knew more than the Sunday school teacher. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was, for me, a later process of deconstructing, of going, like, huh, it's not about a checklist and doing all those things. So yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Giving kids rewards for those types of things can also bring with it, it's, own, its own baggage. Right. In religion. Yeah.
2: Because I mean, I just happened to be that kid that grew up in the house where we went every week and I had a mom who worked on the memory verses with me on a regular basis during the week and doing all the things. Then you have poor Johnny who got picked up on his way to church by somebody else whose parents aren't even Christians and he has to sit in there and be like almost belittled because he doesn't know the memory verse. He didn't bring his Bible. He doesn't even have a Bible. So he doesn't get a sticker for those things. Yeah. Like what is that?
0: Man. That's great. That
2: stuff later that I was like, man, that is messed up. What a messed up system. Mm. Like so
0: good intention, but yeah, we don't realize what it could lead to at times. Yeah. Yep. Like how is that
2: showing God's love to anyway. yeah. Yeah.
1: No, that's good. How about anything for you, Nate? Uh as far as like the deconstruction side, um, it's more happened later. I think when I was younger, going through church, uh, church felt like family because I knew everybody. Mm. I grew up with these people. Well, they literally were yeah. your family, right? <laughs> A lot <laughs> of them were. And so, when I would go to church, it was like family. So, it really, what I felt safe. Mm. I felt like mm-hmm. completely loved. I felt. I mean, that was the amazing part. I really did. The hard part was me- for me was anytime the doors were open, we were there, and so that's where I had to work through afterwards. Is more legalism that. I'm going to say this as a pastor, um, it's okay to not go to church every mm-hmm. week. You know, it, it is okay. There's seasons yeah. to, you know, it's not, it doesn't mean we have to have the doors open and no matter what, no matter what's going on, we have to be at church. Yeah. That really isn't the answer, you know, and it's not an answer even to actually take on. It's more like, what about, like you said it, Courtney, what about God's love? Mm-hmm. And so it's a lot different than trying to accomplish God's love, and that's where I had to kind of re reconstruct, if you will, mm-hmm. when it's not about accomplishment, it's not about what we're doing, it's not about what we can achieve. The John Wesley Plaque Award, like all that kind <laughs> yeah. of stuff, it's mm. none nothing about that. It's more about a presence, a yeah. being, a creator. It's you know, in
0: spite of all of that,
1: right? Yeah. And where we lack is where we lack, mm-hmm. you know. And so I think that was more of an understanding. It became. For me, church started with relationships, which I think is one of the best things. Mm. And I'm very grateful for that because I think that was foundational to my faith, understanding how safe faith really is, if Mm. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then getting through like learning and uh, kind of venturing out of that, realizing how dangerous this world really is on so many different levels and bringing all that together. So I had to do a lot of work with it. Because it felt to me way, the way I grew up, it was almost like this Nirvana. It was almost like the safe bubble. Mm-hmm. It was like the safe place for me, where I—that's where you, that's everybody was at. You know, yeah. it was a—it was a larger church. We had a larger youth group. We had a larger elementary. Th- so, like everybody was there. It's a smaller community. So, if you have a larger gathering, everybody's there, and everybody knows everybody's business. So, mm-hmm. it felt more like home. Hmm. It wasn't until after that realizing, oh, this is not the way the world is. Yeah. That was hard for me. Mm-hmm. That was really hard because I had to pick up a lot of other pieces, probably still am. But for me, I had to, th- I, I had to understand like God in a bigger construct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know Makes sense. Do that, yeah. yeah,
0: That's good. Yes. My experience with church, uh, with our church was, was the opposite. It didn't feel safe to me yeah. and not necessarily because of the people, but because of my own just, you know, experience and, and that was, you know, my, my home life wasn't always safe. It wasn't, we, we, we lied a lot about like what was going on at home and stuff like that when we were at church. And so for me, church felt fake it felt like, oh, we can't be real with these people because the way my parents and family are acting right now when we're at church is not oh, the way it yeah. is at home. Sure. Mm-hmm. So that informed mm-hmm. me that I can't be who I am in this place. Mm-hmm. I need to hide and recluse and stuff like that. Because my parents weren't allowed to be who they were in this place. And, and it's not like, again, the church forced them to not be. My parents just had this own expectations of themselves. That when you go to church, you don't have problems. Because everything is fig- mm-hmm. fixed, figured out, all those things. And so, yeah, that was like part of my deconstruction was the, the opposite of like, this place can be a safe place for people to open yeah. up and be vulnerable and not have to hide things. Um, I
1: can't even remember my parents being involved in TLC. That was what they called the band. Effect. Yeah, the, that's yeah. yeah it's kind of wow. Like, no, 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 it's a were they shipper. chasing waterfalls? <laughs> they are. Oh, wow. They are. Totally. <laughs> I could see wow. that. <laughs> I just that, that whole melody went through my head. I had to pause. I pause. Yeah, I was like uh, fade out this podcast right there. Uh, waterfalls. Oh yeah. <laughs> but can't so we're chasing TLC? waterfalls. Can't, yeah. You can't chase waterfalls, guys. <laughs> don't no, go chasing them. No, don't go. chasing them. Don't recommend it. Fall. Yeah. But no, I can not remember. Them being a part of TLC, tender loving care is (laughs) what (laughs) it stood for. But I can remember people (laughs) It's a good
0: song by Michael Jackson.
1: I can I can remember all the emotions of like people going through divorces Mm -hmm. and and that group of people coming around, my parents, the other neighbor, like they coming around putting hands on each other and saying, We're praying, we're giving this to God. Like I can see a lot of the like people going through major issues and seeing what small groups can do. I witnessed it as a kid. I wasn't wow. a part of that. I wasn't an adult. I got to see that. And so I got to see like people embracing hard things and really taking it to God. That yeah. was awesome. Yeah. And I, I I had no idea other people didn't mm-hmm. get to see that side of things. So it really was very pure in that sense for me that I got to see a good example of where you take things. How yeah. you handle those things. And I'm That's still awesome. grateful to this day. You know, like my grandpa. I got to go to a church where my grandpa was there, my grandma was there, my dad's, you know, my dad, my my uncle, my aunt, like everybody was there. And I got to see what they would do on display and how they worked. And when you see like there's authenticity with that, I think there's beauty, you know, yeah. that you start to understand the different aspects of who God really is. So that was I don't I didn't ask for that. I, I it was like from birth. That happened, you know, and I'm grateful for it. Mm-hmm. That's not typical, <laughs> you know, that is right. not a typical experience for people, especially when it comes to the church. So I got to see the church kind of open up things yeah. in a group, yeah. you yeah. know,
0: from the start. That's cool. Well, and, and credit to your parents too for even being involved in a life group. Yeah. Like, like, from the beginning. Truly, in any church you go to, n- percentage wise it's not that many people who are involved in a life or in a small group of sorts right totally so like for your parents to be like no we're going to commit to our community and, and do this be an active part of that you're a a living testament to them even choosing to do that you got mm-hmm. to see church in action and that, that's awesome yeah a shout out to any parent who signs up for uh life groups it wasn't always perfect though let me tell you it's
1: not perfect you know we still had arguments before church and it was always for some reason sunday morning before you go to church that's the worst arguments you know you're gonna see the worst side of your dad (laughs) 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 you're gonna see the worst side of your mom so the worst side of my mom yeah oh my word yeah even in the car on the way there Uh, yeah you can yeah Yeah. and then the minute you get out oh it's fine (laughs) everything is good but that's i think that's also normal but there's also extremes in that yes. that are not safe, that mm-hmm. are not normal, you yep. know? And I feel like the church, here's here's the thing. I think that there, there's a lot of energy that goes into going against the church because of what we pick up, and it may not be because of the church's fault, actually. Yeah. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It could be there, like, I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot of, uh, today in, in, in the world, I think there's a lot of angst against the church. Yeah. I think it's doing good things, but I also think it's doing really bad things too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we got to see the bigger picture of it too. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It always bothers me when people say, like, oh, I love Jesus, but I hate the church. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The church is Jesus's part of Jesus's solution for this world. He calls it his bride. You are telling Jesus, I hate your bride. It's like, man, that would be so offensive if someone said that to me. Yeah. yeah. Like, why would we say that about Jesus's bride? And so. It, it's flawed. It's far from perfect. Mm-hmm. But to not have any belief or hope or love for Jesus's uh, part of Jesus's solution for this world, like man, you, you miss out on what it could be. There's mm-hmm. so much hope there of no, what it so could true. be. Yeah. Uh, let Let's wrap up this podcast by just briefly talking about any uh, type of experience you had with um, uh, youth group time. You know, mm-hmm. that middle school, high school period. Um, Nate, could we begin with you only because you're a handful of years older, uh, or do you? Well, no. Why don't you go because you, you go? said you have a, a short experience with yeah, youth Yeah. So and then I want to ask Nate, give you time to think because I followed you in youth group. Oh yeah. Uh, you being a, a few years older than me, and so I think that could be a fun being like you know what what was that like? Uh, yeah, yeah. Follow yeah, sure. up, but okay. uh, Courtney, what was your experience? Okay. With youth so
2: again, group? small church. Uh, we developed a youth group when I must have been, my word, like 10th grade or so. And it was like literally four of us from middle school and high school. It was painful. Like, okay, I hated going to that. Yeah. Like, that was a situation where I hated it because, but I had to go because like, if I'm not there, we're down a quarter of the attendance is not there. Um, And it was, I mean, like the couple that tried to like get it going and lead it, like you could tell their hearts were like there and it was like a good thing but i went out of obligation completely like mm-hmm. it was a forced thing it was obligatory like we would have super bowl parties and it'd be like all three or four of us like yay you know at their house <laughs> again ed and Carrie were the couple's name like they were in their probably late 20s maybe at the time so a younger couple uh so i loved their heart in it but again i felt like i was just appeasing at that time it wasn't i wasn't getting much out of it i was trying yeah. to be a better role model for like the kids younger than me. So, okay, there's like four of us, whatever. The next age gap, I think there was like four, three or four years younger than me, was the next. Like, I was the oldest, and then it was like the other ones were in middle school. And I think we even allowed like a fifth grader to come in because that just upped our numbers. Um, so, it was just <laughs> a painful weird. experience. Um, but I did go to a Christian school, and so I would piggyback at uh, youth groups of friends in the area. So, I went to a large Baptist church. Uh, I went to my friend's youth group there where they rented out an entire like sports complex. Uh, It was called the sports exchange. It was by first assembly in grand Rapids. Um, it was a full soccer field, full courts, uh, racquetball courts, like the full shebang. Like it was pretty sweet. Um, could not tell you a single thing. We taught. could tell you the name of a single leader, could not tell you, but it was fun. Uh, but I don't remember anything about God or Jesus to be completely honest with you. Uh, and then I also went to another friend's youth group for a bit that was a Bible church. Super conservative. I got stories and stories of this one. Uh, super conservative. Like, But again, it was community. It was me really trying to find community. And so even though it was not my cup of tea per se, uh, I wanted to go in that. I was just trying to find people to connect with. Yeah. So.
0: Was your mom still making you wear dresses at that time? No, no. no she, she gave, gave up. Out of the yeah, she gave the up on
2: that one. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> could good. wear what I wanted by that point in my life. <laughs> That's
0: good. Yeah. So, yeah, you, you kind of bounced around with youth groups it, yeah. and never really stuck anywhere. Not
2: really. And it was a little frustrating to not have, like, my own church's youth group. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like oh, you're just the friend that comes to the youth group. Like, oh, but you have your own church. Like, yeah, but it's hmm. so small we don't have a youth group. Uh, yeah. So yeah, that's tough. Yeah, it was interesting.
0: Yeah, what about you, Nate? What was youth group like? Youth group was life changing for me.
1: It really was. It was something I look forward to. It was perfectly like captivated for my personality. I loved craziness, and that's exactly what youth group is all about—craziness. We had some, I would say, superstar youth uh, pastors. We really did. And w- I had that was the harder part for me though too, because right when I got in there, we had an amazing youth pastor. Then he left a year after I got in or Mm -hmm. maybe a two. It was really close after I got in and that was heartbreaking. I had Mm -hmm. no idea what that was like. And so my whole time at youth group, I had, I think three or four different youth pastors and that's as hard as Mm -hmm. a kid, not knowing what that's like. And so I took that when I became a youth pastor, understanding a little bit more of the gravity of all that. But for me, we had amazing adult leaders. We had amazing um, experiences. Cedar Point was always the trip that we'd look forward to, and I would like kill myself to get on that trip. Like that, that <laughs> would do anything it took to be on uh, like Cedar Point because it was like therapy. You start yeah. with uh, the smallest roller coaster, and you're walking through these lines. Everyone's so nervous, all the anxiety. The minute you get through one ride, it's like you're on the top of the world. <laughs> this is like, this is like I don't know. It's just something so great. We overcame that's you know, that fear. It was so good. But anyways, all that to say. It was uh, quite the experience for me. I had people walking along every step of the way with me. Mm. Um, I had some major problems uh, throughout uh, high school. I can get into it another time, but like it was the youth pastor that stepped into those with my parents mm. to talk through every. I mean, it was it was very uh, a strong experience for me that I really, I absolutely loved. I mean, one of the people that I looked up to was um, uh, Evan's sister, Erica. Was dating a person. His name was Clay. And they were like the spectacle of me coming in. He could do flips off the wall. Oh. He was in taekwondo. Like, wow! <laughs> such a cool it's like the dude. Matrix. Like ab- Everybody just watched them. They were the people to watch because they were amazing. They were popular. And then it, 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 I was actually kind of part of the um, uh, the leadership even at one point uh, of student leadership. Mm. So I got to see leadership understanding like in what was that all like influence what, to learn more about how to influence other people. So again it, it was not a typical experience that I think a lot of people have during those years because it is the toughest time for a yeah. lot of people mm-hmm. yeah I, it was just fortunate I was mm-hmm. in a time and place where it all worked out and my parents were highly involved again so it was just it was a, yeah a really good positive experience for me. yeah
0: so your biggest takeaway is you just had like great support I in those a, years incredible support That's one awesome. that I never
1: th- I yeah I never I got to see the church for what it was in those Yep. yeah
0: that's cool yeah you were talking about uh clay he ended up being my brother-in-law uh but he uh he was so fit that's part of the reason why they had him play jesus <laughs> he <was laughs> <so> fit, <laughs> so good. but he could have blonde hair and blue eyes too he had long brown hair oh, curly hair he might have had blue eyes i can't remember <laughs> He ended up passing away. That's why I'm talking away that way uh, like 20-some-odd years ago at this point. But anyways, uh, he could hold a basketball pole and, like, balance himself completely perpendicular. Like, he was that. He was a stud. But anyways, yeah. So I followed Nate into youth group. His youth pastor, uh, man, he he had a bump in. I always heard stories because my uh, brother was in youth group with Nate um, and I remember like looking so forward to going to this huge, awesome youth group. I, I mm-hmm. think my brother told me at one point there was like a hundred kids. Oh and, wow! Like it was bumping, yeah. and we weren't a big church at that time. We were, you know, four hundred people. Like yeah. it's not like in a small community too. So like it was an incredible. Yeah. But I four mean, kids. to have a hundred people. Like, we in had your youth four group, kids, and
2: we weren't I, that big. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying in, in Sturgis I'm to have a hundred
0: kid youth group <laughs> is incredible. Yeah, that's very cool. Uh, so, so I was so excited and stuff. I had, uh, Nate and my brother's youth pastor, I think for w- only one year. Um, he came to like my baseball games and it made a, a really cool impact on my life too. But, uh, so I was a little bummed when he ended up leaving and I think he was a senior pastor right after that. Uh, so this new guy came in, uh, and so, no, actually, so I had your youth pastor for, I think two years. Okay. Cause I remember when this new guy came in, um, he, uh, man he made an immediate impact on my life um lasting um he came in a handful of months before um my brother-in-law actually passed away clay uh, at a, in a motorcycle accident uh on the 4th of July 2001 he passed away and i it was one of the first like major uh interactions i had with my new youth pastor was unfortunately that whole scenario and i remember him coming to the the funeral home and man he just sat with me mm. and he prayed with me and he he became my friend and man he it, it just bonded us i so appreciated how he loved me through all that and just provided space and so i became really close with that new youth pastor and man, few people in my life had, had made such an impact and believed in me as much as he did. Mm-hmm. Um, I was not an easy kid. I was a big troublemaker, all those types of things. Horrible grades, all those things. But he still like had me be a student leader, it's part of the reason when I was in a, a youth pastor, I didn't care that my student leaders were like perfect kids. yeah. Or oh, okay. yeah. If they're an influencer, the way Jesus saw people, right? His, mm-hmm. his disciples were far from perfect. So Absolutely. That, that's the way I viewed kids. And it's partly because of that's what my youth pastor did for me. Um, he would have me teach. I mean, he would just pour into me like crazy. So I so appreciated that, but it wasn't always, you know, glory days, um, that youth group of a hundred kids, literally, I remember one uh year when I was in high school, it was just me and Adam.
1: Yeah, I know Adam too. He was just, a nut. just
0: adam and i at youth group <laughs> really um so a youth group of a hundred one time now it ebbed and flowed i remember years of like 20 and like stuff like that and maybe even 40 yeah, but two. but i remember also the the wednesdays when it was two of us wow. <laughs> time. and it was rough um and so like it was my 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 youth uh group years were kind of very formidable for sure uh and man did it it, it leave a Beautiful impression on me, uh, but it wasn't always beautiful. Uh, there, there were some tough times too. In mm-hmm. um, a lot of those, you know, I put that on myself too. I wasn't the easiest kid. Made a lot of poor decisions as well. The biggest thing I hated,
1: okay, if we're gonna go down, that I hated about youth group were the games, the cheesy games. Oh, like let's make a simple game. Do that, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I had one youth pastor. Oh my gosh, he was the king of cheesy games. <laughs> that was the worst. <laughs> uh yeah i i did not like that at all but then i turned it around when i was a youth pastor i made some cheesy games too (laughs) yeah yeah i
2: understood it as like there's times where you just have to go that route yeah
0: (laughs) my one youth pastor that uh made such an impression on me uh he would he loved dodgeball (laughs) we would play oh all All the the time time. and Uh, as a student i wasn't complaining but uh, it was fun but man, was he relentless! Oh, he's so competitive. He <laughs> was so competitive. He would he had
1: to win. Whip these dodgeballs at kids, knock them out. Oh, yeah. we oh, calling parents.
0: So good. It was pretty funny. Yeah. In basketball too, he would he would purposefully school everybody too. He he was in a. An athletic guy, but yeah, Yeah, no mercy in games. It It was was so fun to beat him. Oh, my
1: word! When you beat, oh, it's the best, nothing like it. It was good, but yeah, it was good. Good and bad times, yeah, yeah. (laughs) But the trips for me, and I think that's what it comes down to. If we can encourage anyone who's listening, the six you know, people, Mm -hmm. those just want to encourage you it's relationships, yes, that's the part, like that's what's going to impact and stick with this next generation and the generation coming up, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's relationships. That's what, it's, that's what it really boils down to. Are we a church that's providing relationships in all aspects? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's really what, you know, it doesn't have to be a big grandiose thing. Right. Yeah. It's support. I mean, you hear Evan say it, you hear me say it. You mm-hmm. hear it like Courtney had a little rough situation, but
0: <laughs> <laughs> it
1: really comes down to the support. That's yeah. what you remember when uh-huh. somebody took time to support you. Yeah. yeah. Unconditionally
0: too. Yeah. Like I think of Pandy Day, like I was not in her class. She knew this introverted mm-hmm. kid was not coming to my class, but she, every Sunday or whenever she could, like she would yeah. always check in on me. That left an impression, even though I hated Sunday school yeah. it's because of what you're saying, Nate, mm-hmm. relationships. Yeah. yeah. It is.
2: And I will say too, like it, the small church has pros and cons as well. Like yes. Sunday school itself had stories, but like having a church of 50 people, it was a little mini family. Like, yep. so not people necessarily were in my Sunday school, but I have people in my life that did pour into me uh because it was such a small community uh that that had its you know drawbacks but also had its perks too of people that knew me and saw me every week and cared for me so yeah it was very much that the relationships and Nate you hit on it too of earlier when you're talking about the authenticity I think that's the other key thing that that just speaks volumes to teens kids just people in general when yep. you can show up and be authentic yourself.
0: Yeah. And, and not have the person react to you in a negative way when you're authentic. Mm-hmm. That's so key. Mm-hmm. Create space for people to be authentic.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Absolutely.
0: Yeah. I think that's so powerful. I, I love today's conversation that we had, you know, here at Faith Church, we value family life yep. ministries. Mm-hmm. We value kids birth through 18 and young adult, everybody like, we do our best to pour into them. We try to create environments of learning, but also fun. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. where kids aren't going to be super bored and stuff. But yeah, any any final things you guys want to say uh, about anything? I think
1: if you see the people that are volunteering in family life, encourage them yes. because they are they are world class encouragers themselves. Yes, and they need the encouragement. So yeah. if you ever they
2: if need pour it yeah. into. They Absolutely. do. They, they do. need that. And Uh, I can say, too, I mean, we have a phenomenal team. Like, the people that are serving in our family ministry at Faith Church are dedicated, and they care so much about our kids and our youth. Like, Mm -hmm. it's incredible. I love sitting back and watching it, Uh, just their heart for them. So, absolutely, if you see them, encourage them. Uh, They need that. Shout out
0: to our Faith Kids and 127 volunteers. Absolutely,
2: yeah.
1: Thanks for bringing the topic, Emma. Yeah.
0: It was fun. Who's who's got the topic next week? Courtney. I think it's me. Yeah, yeah. Courtney. Yeah. Any any previews, or yeah. you want to keep it a secret? You do you.
2: We're we're gonna keep it a secret. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Come
0: back next week, listener, to find It'll out. Is a it secret because you're is. still thinking about we it? We don't
2: need follow up questions.
0: <laughs> <right>? we
2: just <laughs> we just need to leave it there.
0: <laughs> oh, it's a secret. Okay, then let's let's wrap up by doing this. Mm. Give us a fake. Topic. I know. I was trying Ooh, to think of one. Off a red herring. What, what are we going to talk know. about? Okay, hold on. Let's. Hey, we're going right? to. We're reversing we, yeah, here. I'm going right right to ask there. you again. Quick, it. quick, think of something. No, come up with it. You're put on the spot. She's mouthing to me. I, I can't for, think of something. For an example, weather balloons. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> something mm-hmm. that is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I know. That's we we will not goes. be talking about that. <laughs> but, but hey, maybe this is the hook, you yeah. know?
3: Mm-hmm.
1: W- somebody's listening for the first time, they yep. want to know what is going to... Yeah, But
0: no we, pressure. Yeah, there's no a pressure. lot of pressure
1: right now. Yeah. So Do you want to know where my so, head's at right now? Yes. We
0: go. Is,
2: is a tomato actually a fruit Perfect. or vegetable? Okay, there it is. That is where my head Audience,
0: went. Audience, we're going to find out next week yeah. in Hot a topic. Heated, yes. heated, spiritual debate. Yep. Yes. Is Hot tomato, takes. fruit, or vegetable? Yep. We know it's a fruit, but we'll but, talk about but it. But why? We have and to find out what scripture says.
2: Beyond that, yes.
1: Well, Adam didn't really take a bite of an apple. He took a bite of a tomato. Mm. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Stir in the pot. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But Eve did it first. Yeah. 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 Yes, Her fault. (laughs) Eve ate a tomato.
0: (laughs) Okay. Well, audience, we love you so much. Thank you for joining us. Uh, We hope that you come back next week as well for some more hope and entertainment. We love you. Go in grace and peace.